Welcome, screen fiends. Tonight is the night of the creature feature. Join us as we delight in the monstrous, the evil, the doom that is creature feature horror films. Be ready, screen fiends. No Seth this week, Gordon. It's just me and you. So I guess I'll start out by asking, do you have any creature features? I wouldn't imagine it would be your genre. But is there any that come to mind? <laughs> any at all? Not really. Um, there's a couple... There's a couple out there that I guess you could consider creature features. Um, a Quiet Place would fall yeah. under creature feature. Sure. Um, sure. I enjoyed those movies. Those are pretty good. Um, I guess, would it fall under creature feature? Yeah. Yeah, I classify that as one for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'd cool. go with that. Um, that's that's pretty quality. I mean, I'm not talking about the old ones, but the new ones. Um uh well one of the movies that you just made me watch um the thing yeah i i was actually i very much enjoyed that film as well that's good that's uh, good so we'll get- there's a handful out there uh, there's probably some more that i just can't remember off the top of my head now but uh it's more I'd, of your genre than mine yeah i'd say there's a couple that really get it right to a t you just want the you know, The Quiet Place It's and all these new, they're a little bit too polished. You just really want some, if you're going to watch a creature feature, you want it to be just real dirty and disgusting and nasty and vile and grotesque and everybody's getting torn apart. Body horror. We're talking about a lot of David Cronenberg. We're talking about a lot of Stuart Gordon. He has a lot of great films. And uh, I think one of the best examples, you know, everybody knows The Fly. You know, uh, the, the Brundlefly, Cronenberg, is a masterpiece, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. And also, but the sequel to that film, Gordon, The Fly 2, I mean, still to this day, just gives me nightmares. Just the intense, just the disgusting, like, like people getting their faces melted off, limbs getting thrown, horrific, deformed creatures. That kind of thing, Gordon. That would be a great movie to watch. If, you, if you're not very familiar with creature features, maybe you want to grow us at your friends. The Fly 2 is a fantastic example. It's been on my list for a long time. I've, I've really wanted to see The Fly. Um, yeah. Because yeah. everybody says that it's amazing. So the, the first one's a lot better story-wise. Again, you got Cronenberg and, uh, and uh, Jeff Goldblum as the lead. The second one, it, the lead wasn't really that great. And while the story is more where there is some really neat elements to the second one in the story, you know, that one would both of them do a movie night and watch them both. And then you make your own decision. Is it a direct sequel of the first one? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's all, it came out. It probably came out maybe like three, four years later. If I had to guess, I don't know exactly. Well, the fly came out in the what? Mid eighties, late eighties. Yeah. Mid Early to mid, I'd say probably around between 83 and 87, probably if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. sounds right. And then you got uh, another movie I forced you to watch, Gordon, the movie you, you had to watch because you lost the game 
Pumpkinhead. Those kind of movies are your classic, you know, demonic being or or the scientific experiment. Those kind of things are all great examples. Mm-hmm. Pumpkinhead 2 in particular, that movie I saw when I was very young, Gordon. And there's probably some trauma there, but I still find it horrifying to watch. I don't know if it is the way Rick Baker did the suit. I mean, the way he moves in a lot of scenes is, is, is very, you know, realistic. It's not like a puppet or a, you know, like, like a CGI. Of course. And anytime I see CGI today, it just, it, it doesn't give the same effect as if some real person is in that suit and they have real realistic movements. You know what I mean? Is there a real person in that suit? In the second one. Yeah. In both of them. Yeah. It, and in parts it, it it's, there's every shot is a, is a different kind of trick. If you know oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's like a skeletal almost. Yeah, monster. Like, so it's, it, I couldn't figure out how they were going to do it other than maybe it was a puppet. In most parts, it's a person in the suit and it's shot at different angles depending if you see the full body it's a puppet right they they just had to do it that way but most of the scenes they shoot from like you know the legs up so you can't see that he's wearing sneakers right (laughs) right (laughs) there's a few and two where they forget to do that and you can see the sneakers but yeah most of the part they were pretty good about that but yeah that's yeah, I could tell they were trying to use clever cam- camera angles to hide things with the first movie. Yeah. Uh, another uh, set of creature features I like are, and I guess you, th- this might transcend a couple of genres, but at the end of the day, he is a supernatural creature is the Leprechaun, Gordon. Have you ever seen any of those films? I haven't seen Leprechaun, no. I mean, it's I've almost kind of like... Yeah, it's it's like a Freddy Krueger type. You know, right. you got this guy, Warwick Davis, who played the Leprechaun for years and always did a really good. He's just so creepy and nasty and disgusting mm-hmm. and doing all these vile things to people that are just grotesque and just morbid. He's just evil to the core. Mm-hmm. This this demon, basically imp or supernatural. I don't know if he's multidimensional. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it makes a pretty creepy movie, especially the first three. And then it gets really bad. It gets into that 90s sleaze. And then he went to space. And then even worse than that, he went to the hood. So, yeah, it's, it's quite a series of movies to check out. If you're looking for a good creature feature for the night and anything that Rick Baker did or Clive Barker, those guys are masters, you know, the Hellraiser movies. Uh, Nightbreed Gordon. Have you ever seen that one? Never heard. It's a very bizarre movie, and it's free right now on Tubi. If you want to check it out, folks, it's like they wanted to make a Star Wars type world, but for like evil monsters and demons. You know what I mean? Just like a like a super dense uh, lore to it. And you watch Nightbreed, and they they only made the first one, and it didn't do well. He wanted to do three. And make it like a monster trilogy, like he wanted his own Star Wars, Clive ba- Barker. Mm-hmm. But he just, it just didn't turn out well, and and just the story confused too many people, and he didn't. Uh, the studio kept intervening, but it's still fun to watch for all the weird uh, creatures he puts in it because there's a ton, and just the story is eerie. And David Cronenberg is actually in the film, 
you know, in front of the camera instead. And he plays a little part and that's weird, but, but I've always liked all that old kind of really creepy, weird stuff. Again, it's, it's, it's fun to have a night you bring your friends over, you watch these weird movies, creep them out. Nightbreed society fly to would all be great examples. You have to check those out folks. Um, I did want to ask you, Gordon, you've been watching some stuff this week. Did mm-hmm. you want to talk about it? Sure. It was a Netflix show or something, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Midnight Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a quick review. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do a quick spoiler-free type of review because, yeah. honestly, this show is better if you just go into it with really um, no inclination as to what's going to happen. Is it new? It yeah. How new is it? uh pretty new like just came out recently i'm fairly certain and it'd be good for like a halloween it's oh definitely so it's a limited series first of all so it's seven episodes that's it they'll they're not gonna do any more um this is the same guy that um uh, he did the haunting of bly manor the haunting of hill house shows on netflix Um, he's done a number of things, and he he mainly um, is a kind of a horror aficionado. Um, but uh, I would say that out of all the shows and movies of his that I've seen and and heard of, this this has to be his opus. This is one of the best shows, not only on Netflix, but one of the best shows I've ever seen. Period. And that, that's high praise. That's pretty high praise. Um, I really didn't even think I was going to watch it, and. Shelby told me how, how good it was. And I started watching it and dude, I was hooked. I could not stop watching the show, but just to kind of give a little rundown, um, there's this Island town. It's, it's completely, um, an Island, a small community that lives out there and everybody's very, very Christian. They have a Catholic church on the Island. They all go to mass, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, a priest, shows up out of the blue um, and starts performing these miracles and very strange things start to happen. And you start to learn why it's happening. And it just kind of keeps building and building and building until this ultimate climax. And man, it's a hell of a climax that it hits. And then it's, it's kind of a crazy, crazy tale that's kind of woven. Um, but man, the writing in this this show is amazing. The acting in this show is top drawer. Um, the cinematography. No, there's really not anybody recognizable in this for the most part, unless you're really into a couple smaller shows out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of. Uh, okay, the. Uh, <laughs> There's a dad. The main character's father in this show is the little boy from E.T. Really? Yes. Well, he ain't, he ain't acted in two decades, man. Yeah. Yeah. They brought him back. <laughs> yeah. He's he's still got it, dude. He's got it. Solid. So, um, man, I, I, I highly recommend if anybody wants. It, it's definitely a horror show um, mixed with like a mystery thriller in there. Um, very much psychological, very much ethereal. Um, I would highly, highly recommend you just watch it because I guarantee you'll blow through it in maybe a day or two. Nice. You'll, you'll be you'll be upset that it's over after it's done. My mom watched it and she really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> I haven't heard of anybody that's that's watched it that has not liked it yet. And, and, you know, for her, she's not into that kind of stuff. She's not into the 
you know, uh, horror genre, really. So, well, they do a very good job in this this show because a lot of horror shows tend to kind of go towards like Christianity, especially when you're getting to like the demonic stuff, and it starts to start, you know, circle around Christianity and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, this show does that, but it takes it in a whole other direction where a lot of the things that are happening in this show are justified by the Bible um, to a certain extent. And every, every episode is a book of the Bible. The first episode, obviously being Genesis, the last episode being revelations. Okay. So it's very interesting. I would very much like to hear what your and your opinion and, and Seth's opinion would be after you guys watch it. I, I think you guys should check it out and, and give me your your opinion on it next week. You know how critical I can be. I know. That's why I'm so sure that you're going to like this. <laughs> I hope you may you may be right, but you know how I get when when I'm supposed to like something for some reason I don't, and I get really mad and I come on here and I start to say a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how it gets. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you about ET, Gordon. Because that's that's a good that you brought that up. E.T. You've seen the movie, right? Yeah, like twenty five years ago, maybe. But you remember? I mean, you under you know the creature, right? I mean, say, sure. I mean, do you got like a shed or something in your backyard or mm-hmm. anything like that? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, let just imagine, just imagine, you see the creature, E.T. Mm-hmm. He's in your basement or whatever. Right. Like, like what what is your reaction to it? Well, E.T. is such a, uh, he's a very non-threatening looking terrestrial. Yeah, right, right. But he he looks, he's ugly though. You he's know what I mean? Ugly, yeah. He's not an attractive being. And, and, and he makes that like screaming sound. Yeah. And you know, maybe the first time you see him, we've all seen the movie, so we know how it plays out. But if you were just a person and you just saw this thing in your basement and it starts doing that guttural noise and you see it's waving its finger around, it's all red. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was thinking about, I think I might've killed it. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that mean? It's funny. They, uh, you've probably seen those, um, like those little trailers that people do like fan made trailers where they'll turn like a, a, like a comedy movie or like some type of movie into like a horror movie by just like adding eerie music to the trailer and kind of making yeah. it. Yeah. Like they do with like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could easily do that with ET and make I think it. They have. I I don't know. They it, that does sound familiar. They should definitely do that if they. Yeah, have. that'd be pretty good. Like they could definitely make a trailer that makes ET look terrifying if they yeah. wanted to. And like he's just so ugly. He looks like a ball sack. <laughs> just nasty. Again, I'd kill that thing and probably either try to, I'd probably try to sell it immediately to the paper, sure, to the army, sure. We figure this out. So yeah. it would have been a very different movie had he been in my backyard. Yeah. Be a fast, it'd be like a 20 minute movie. Yeah. It'd be mostly about how I'm going to spend the money when I sell the body. Right. And the circus <laughs> that, that they come from that. We should make a movie like that. We should. Like the alien comes down and it's this big thing. And then, like, you know, somebody just kills the alien right off the bat. And it just turns into this like huge bureaucratic nightmare of them trying to get rid of this alien body and yeah. sell it to the right bidder and, and all this stuff. I make it pretty yeah. interesting movie, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. a sequel to E.T. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody kills E.T. And... And, and what about like when the parents come back and they know that... After, what, well, do they come back because he phones them? Right. Or do they... Or do they just... Like, you, like, it's weird, you know, these super advanced beings, they need to be told that they just left him on the planet. They don't know where he's at. Like, how right. many planets did they visit to where they would get them mixed up? Right. I feel like they'd come back and they'd come back with, I don't know, guns? Yeah. Some kind yeah. of, <laughs> just spray the whole planet with some kind of toxic radiation? I would imagine, yeah. Pretty I want to see things. that. I want to see that it's like e- the sequel to E.T., but it's more like Independence Day. Right. And they come back ready to kill. And I think we put it into the same universe as Independence Day. Will Smith is in there, right? Yeah, we get Will Smith back. I think well, be- no, no, he died in Independence Day. Well, he wasn't in the sequel. Did he? Did he die? Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they get him back for the sequel. He didn't die in it, though, right? I think so. I think they were like, he died and his son is like the main protagonist. Did you see that one? I didn't see Independence Day too. No, Independence Day Insurgents. It's yeah, whatever it's, it is. It's, it's it's not as bad as you think. It's like it's like man, I imagine it's as good as <laughs> they would want. I really, it. I really never liked the first one. I'll be honest with you. I always. I mean, it's okay. Like all right, yeah, it's it's a fair alien movie. It's definitely like a a nineties early two thousands alien movie. You know, yeah, bizarre stuff. Yeah, that whole thing. There was uh, something else I watched on Netflix, Gord, just a little bit, that Seth uh, really recommended was Fear Street. Mm-hmm. And there's like three of them, and they're all like uh, almost two hours apiece, and they're kind of like episodes. And I guess you watch the first one set in 94, the second one's like 1972, and then the last one uh, is in like uh, 1666. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like goes in reverse. That one interested me. Um that series it, definitely. Yeah. what'd you think it, about it it looked really good i only watched say maybe an hour of the first one so i'm not very far in okay but it's already starting with some fiendishness that kind of annoys me you know i liked when it was like a horror film and now it's just kind of becoming stupid and i don't like where they're going with the story and the characters annoy me you know they have a uh a lesbian girl is the lead and she's arguing with her uh, ex because the ex left to be with this boy from a different town. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I want to see somebody get stabbed. I wanted a horror film. Yeah. Halloween. And this is getting really bogged down with just stupid crap. So that becomes the problem when you have like horror movies or shows that are like episodic. Because they're doling out the horror a lot slower and they're yeah. trying to get feed you the story a lot of times that's just kind of bleh. Like yeah. most horror films are not well known for their story. Yeah. Right right now it's been about 10% slash and 90% butthurt lesbian. So Okay. That's not I a mean, good I, I may pick lesbian. it back up. I don't know if I'm going to, but we'll you know, maybe once I finish it, I say hey, it was really good, you know. But right now, I don't know. I got I got kind of bored, kind of sidetracked, and, and went and played uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. That's what I've been playing lately. Okay. There's a new game that came out, and it was on sale for like 50% off. So I bought it, and that's what I've been doing. Naturally. Okay. Are you going to snag uh, You gonna snag Alan Wake? It comes out in like two days. Is it two days? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, 
Yeah. And hopefully that'll get me off Yu-Gi-Oh! And I can play an actual horror game. <laughs> yeah, there really hasn't been anything lately at all to play as far as horror is concerned. So no, I, I, I replayed uh, Resident Evil 2 again. So I have I have it beat time, 58 yeah. times. If, okay, go going on 60. All right. It keeps a counter, so I only got two more. I'll probably finish at least two more times before the end of this month and making an even 60. Okay. Move on to a different game. See, I've been I've actually been playing uh, the Switch a little bit more lately. There's yeah. a there's a game that came out recently called Eastward. It is a mixture of Stardew Valley. Fane. The Last of Us. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Zelda. Okay. So it's That's pretty a good. combo. It's pretty yeah. good. I actually, it's you'd probably like it. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for Alan Wake. Just I, I'm trying to find some more spooky stuff to play during Halloween. You know, during October, I'm gonna be. I'm I've right. already dedicated myself to watching as much horror as possible, playing as much horror as possible. Yeah, um, I think I'm with you. This is you know one of my favorite times of year. So uh-huh. I like getting into this stuff as much as possible. Yeah, fanatic. Every year for the past, I think since like 2017, I usually play. For sure, uh, the Last of Us. Not not the Last of Us. What is it? The uh, the horror game. Uh, 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 you know, the one, it's like uh, it's kind of like Resident Evil. The Evil Within. The evil Within. Yeah. yeah. Usually play one and two of that, and I usually play uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Nice. And uh, and yeah, usually a little bit of Resident Evil. Tom, so, what do you, I know we've already talked about it before a long time ago, but what do you think about the Evil Within Two? Uh, uh, it it really grew on me. You know, it's not uh great as far as the last half, mm-hmm. but it it has really good a really good structure, and they had a really great idea. You know, running around like especially again the whole first half when you're running around that Halloween like town. Yeah. You know, it's spooky. There's a great atmosphere to it. You know, the fact that it's so open. Yeah, it's kind of a a semi-open world type of game, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's like open world. Yeah, it's like a Resident Evil game or one of them games, but it's open and it's really open. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this vast space, this town, you know, comes right out of like Halloween or like... uh, you know, like like just an old horror film, and you just feel it, and it's just fun to play around in that area, and that's not that's one of the reasons I play it every year is just for that, the town of Unity, just running around, you know, uh, doing a couple side missions, trying to avoid this freakish thing that can kill you instantly, and yeah, and that that eerie feeling. It's again like out of The Walking Dead, you know, it it, it just really gets me in the spirit, just that. And, and, you know, the story's okay, and there is a jizz monster in it. Yeah, right. At the end of the day, I mean, what more can an audience member ask for? It's true. I will <laughs> say that the the first one's probably my favorite between the two. It's but, a lot safer. Yeah. The first but, one is, like, let's play, let, let, let's make a, you know, super safe, Run of the mill, something we've everybody's seen a hundred times, you know, just right down the middle. Just do it right. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like when we got like the Force Awakens in Star Wars, you know. Yeah. No risk were taken. Everything's safe. And it was good. You know, it's it's what you want. At the end yeah. of the day, it is what you want. Yeah. And they didn't take any chances. Yeah. The second one definitely took more risks. Um, I'll, I'll definitely give it that. And I will say the second one had probably one of the most memorable horror moments in a video game for me, which is the first time you uh, encounter that ghostly the thing. apparition thing um, yeah. when you go into the house. Because you're you're in the open world area, right? You're just kind of wandering around. You're not really expecting anything to happen. You go into this house and then like... Yes, the mood kind of changes a little bit, and you're like, yeah. something weird's going on in here. And then this like couch like flies across the room. You're like, what the yeah. fuck is going on in here? And it releases this like ultimate evil. And again, even if you're a badass at this point, because you can kill a zombie, you can sneak up on him, you can take him down a hundred different ways. Mm-hmm. And then you run into this apparition, and his bullets don't stop it. Nothing can stop it. The only way it stops it is if you hide, get out of the way. And hope it leaves you alone because it will kill you instantly if it touches yep. you. Yep, you have to hide. So yeah. I, I've, that was one of the the better moments for me in in that series. But uh, I might if go back and play Go in that house, though, Gordon. If you never go in that house, it will never come after you. Really, you can go around and be safe. But once you go in that house and you release it, you've then, opened up a can of worms. Yeah, and then at certain points in the game, it'll pop back out at you. At right. a certain point, it'll come after you, anyways. But you get to avoid a lot of it if you just leave it alone for a long time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering if you could skip it because I know it's it's the first time you would encounter it is not it's it's optional completely. So. Right. Yeah. So. Interesting. All right. I did want to ask you, Gordon, a bonus question: How many horror films do I have on my Voodoo, which I just recently let you borrow? So, mm-hmm. is it 51, 61, 71, or 81? How many films, horror, just horror films, do I have in my voodoo? Hmm. <laughs> it's a tough question. Those are all very high numbers to begin with. Yeah. I'm going to say 71. Close, Gordon. It was 61. 61 horror mm. films. I knew it wasn't the highest, but I figured it was probably the second highest. Yeah. I it, I knew if I made it 61 and made a bunch lesser, you probably would have picked 61. So yeah. I had to really gauge that area to try to fool you. Right. But uh, <laughs> I guess the next segment, Gordon, would be the mailbag. Okay. And we did have one entry this week believe it or not did we from our old friend henry allen stavoy he's back he's back and he he was uh, a little upset with us yeah he said he was off put by the fact that we didn't read his full transcript on the pod last week okay and uh he said he's still a fan he says, though I have problems with each of you individually. I guess right. he's talking about me, you, and Seth. Right. Which I assume everybody has problems with us individually, so he's not alone on that. Wouldn't blame him, yeah. He said, I did get the uh, the trivia question right, which was John Paxton, which is odd because, again, he said, I don't think John Paxton was it 
he might have been a producer on Spider-Man, but he was uh, he was in Spider-Man. He's an actor. Right. He wasn't a producer. So hmm. I'm not going to argue. Uh, he said he's old as shit and he may be dead, which is also very possible. True. John Paxton. And he gave us a num- another uh, riddle. He said, I played basically the same two characters in a Denzel movie and a very famous TV show. Different names, same mannerisms. Who am I? Cheers to Voy. And then he uh, it says it was sent from a Razor flip phone. Yep. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe that has something to do with why he spells everything wrong. Could be. Yes. But uh, I sent this over to a champion. Gabriel yeah. Ransdale, somebody that loves a challenge. Yeah. I got tired of looking for the IMDb. Tired of it. Didn't want to do it again. And I knew <laughs> Gabe would be able to sink his teeth into this one. And boy, he did. He says it might be John Goodman. He played in Flight with Denzel and was on the TV show Roseanne. Okay. But he said, actually, he doesn't know if that fits because they don't have the same mannerisms in that. So he went on. He says the answer could be Kevin Connolly. He played in John Q and on the show Entourage. And he has the same mannerisms in both. Well, he was also, it said he was in two Denzel movies, right? Something like, I don't know. It said, it said he played, he played basically the same two characters in a Denzel movie and a TV show. So not two. Ah, okay. And, and Gabe said, and the ending of his, uh, last name sounds like Lee. And then da- uh, Gabe said it could also be David Harbour, who was in The Equalizer and starred in uh, Stranger uh, Things or uh, or Mark Margo- Margolis. You know, the guy from uh, he played the old man in uh, in uh, what, what was it? Uh, Breaking Bad, the one in the in the in the, the, in the chair that had to ring the bell. Ding, ding. Okay. He, he was in The Equalizer, and he was in Breaking Bad, which is a super famous TV show. Uh, Gabe complains that this guy's clues are way too broad, unless the misspellings have something to do with it, which Gabe said would be dumb. Uh, so Gabe was very critical of this guy. And yeah, he doesn't like real, him at all, yeah. He wants a real uh, 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 riddle. You know, yep. something that you can re- that's not too broad, you yep. know. There's three answers for you, Stavoy. This Stavoy's guy's got to get, you know, he's, he's, he's got to be more precise. You know, yep. he's got he's got to nail it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Who I wants agree. to do all this IMDb searching? You, Gordon? No. You haven't even done it once, by the way. No. I don't even want to. I did the last five or whatever it was, and Seth's never even – Seth ain't even on the pod this week. That shows you how much he cares. Not Seth at all. Even, Seth hasn't even heard our pod. No. I'm not sure he knows the name of it. I don't think he does either. <laughs> he's, he's, he's never listened to one. I know that. He's never listened to one pod we put out. Yeah. Yeah. With, with him on it or without. It doesn't matter. He said, well, I don't like to listen out. to the sound of my own voice. What about the ones that, that you're not even on? He said, well. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Gabe also had a couple more. He said it could be Chris Pratt, who is in Magnificent Seven with Denzel, and he starred, or he was in The Office for a little bit. Or not The Office. uh, Parks and Rec. That's it, yeah. He was in Parks and Rec and Magnificent Seven. 
So uh, I don't. He doesn't play the same character though. Right, the mannerisms. Yeah. You understand, Gordon? No, it, yeah. it could be a couple different ones. It could yeah. be a couple different ones. So we're just asking you, Stavoy. Gabe says, "Tell him to pull his head out of his ass and give me a real riddle." That's Gabe. Shit, Gabe doesn't fuck around. Maybe we should start giving Stavoy riddles. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could set that up. I bet Gabe would like to do that. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll have one for you. Yeah, depends on what he wants to do or not. So, yeah. Stavoy, if you're listening, be ready. We're gonna be sending you some riddles. He's the only person probably listening. So, yep, we'll at least give him something to do. That'd be sweet. Um, Gordon, you lost last week's game. Can can I just say first before we go into this? There's can we agree that there's no way Chad or uh, Seth did cheat? It seems. I mean, when I listen back to it, it's just like how. Even when he I didn't know, know he answered the questions correctly. He missed like one question the entire th- time. It does help that he got them quick, but at the same time. I mean, Seth, Seth is very fast at the computer. He can type 120 words per minute. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And he's no professional. He does, It's not like he's, you know, he, work, he works at a, the Ford plant with me. So sure. he's not a professional typist, but he is very good with computers, always has been. It's, it's tough to say, Gordon. It really is. I, he may have cheated because, it, again, listening back, he got him so... But he also hates to lose. Right. You know, so he, he was 100% focused. He didn't want to watch another terrible movie. He wanted to beat you, and he beat you bad. It was really bad, Gordon. Mm-hmm. He was close. So I I think there is room there. I don't know. I just don't we know. Could, we could think of a way to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> next time. some We're going to have to have some kind of system set up. Yeah. So he can't cheat. Yeah. So, but at, at the end of the day, Gordon, you did lose. I we did lose. Yeah. Last week, you had to watch Pumpkinhead for the creature feature. I did. And uh, how was that, Gordon? Tell us. I'll tell you what, Tom. Um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Good, good. I did. I did fairly enjoy it. It was. It didn't outstay its welcome. It got right to the point. Had a pretty good setup. A good setting. You know, it had the typical like teenage gang of miscreants that wronged some country guy type of deal. You know. Um, yeah. What do you think about Ed Harley and his son? It was an interesting. Ed's or uh, interesting father son relationship. The, the son did not seem like he fit <laughs> into this setting somehow. He looked like he was like one of the little rascals or something like that. Yeah, he was like, uh, what's that one kid's name? Uh, from Stuart Little, you know him. Yeah, yeah. that kid. Yeah, that little cute kid. Uh, uh he, he could be a little country kid. Come on, Gordon. It's not it's not that crazy. There's no wife in the picture. Yeah. You know, it just seems like them too. He runs a little uh like uh like merchant, like a little convenience store yes, for the town. Yeah. Back when Walmart um, didn't own everything, you could actually have these little stores in your town. It's very quaint, very simple. 
he I'll say the father didn't really seem to grieve very much over like he just went straight to vengeance like pretty quick wasn't really much grieving he just started he just packed his son up into the truck with a blanket over him just like all right let's go find this this old lady that can get pumpkin head out here which seemed like a quick i think his first thought was maybe she can help me bring him back right that was his thought originally yeah yeah so and plus these kids are right there a bunch of ass he he probably had known people like this his whole life that come in they rowdy up the town Mm-hmm. They, they make trouble they cause trouble then they leave and you know it's, it's probably you, you can just feel that in them it's elitist behavior and they come into the town they kill his son you know the only thing he probably has in the world he's got his son and he's got his 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 fruit stand and that's about it so yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of talk of this you know this, this woman and this creature in the town recently it's in the zeitgeist right well and he Fresh. he had personally um View he had personally saw Pumpkinhead when he was a child as well. Yeah, so he, he, he saw was... him maul somebody in the woods, rip them to pieces, and right. he knew what this creature could do. Right. So, you know, he he was time was of the essence. We'll say, Gordon. I'll tell you, uh, Pumpkinhead looked an awful lot like the alien from the Alien movies. I think the same guy did both. Rick Baker wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Rick Baker did a lot of stuff. It was, I mean, it was well-made, you know, it looked good. Um, the lighting was extremely aggressive in this movie, which I, I texted you that when I was watching yeah. it, it's like, everything's just blue or orange. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. Yeah. They got, I don't know who the DP on this was exactly, but I assume, yeah, it, it stands out. It's classic horror. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was was pretty solid. Um, It wasn't like super grotesque or anything from, from, you know, anything that I remember seeing in it. Um, Yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was a proper. It's not a gross out. No, no, no. It was, it was a proper eighties creature feature type. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fun. Bizarre. Yeah, strange. Yeah. And there's a lot of great shots. My favorite shot of the movie Gordon is when they're all huddled in like the 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 cabin and and they don't know it. it it's not for them to know, but the audience sees where the camera pans that you can just see Pumpkinhead's figure, this 9-foot yeah. behemoth yeah. just goes across the window. Yeah. And it's just the horror, the thought that unbeknownst to them, and they're all they they didn't see it. We the audience saw it and it's just right. Killing, you know, you just see his silhouette yeah. just pass by, and he's about to again, was, just a creature. He, he's he he's silent. He's strong. He's he can't stop him. Bullets don't stop him. Nothing stops him. And he's gonna get to you, and he's gonna rip your insides out. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. It was a genuinely eerie moment. So I, I did enjoy that. Um, and then right after that, what what happens at that point? You remember? Uh. I know all of them start to turn on each other and he like gets one of them through like the window or something. No, right? what's, what's the one girl go and do the camera's panning to follow her and you see pumpkin head in the background. Right. She goes over to a, a drawer. Okay. Yeah. Cause her friend is like, 
she just witnessed the the brother get like destroyed by that creature right and uh she's like praying and she's like you know trying to ask god to come and help them right she gets the crucifix yeah right and the the girl that was taking the pictures goes over to the drawer and she pulls out a couple knives some butcher knives and she's like just in case god doesn't show up yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was a pretty sweet one-liner i like that a lot it was was great do you remember what Pumpkinhead had to say about that when he he grabs one of them yeah yeah he, and he really liked to play with his food on this one yeah he he drew the the cross yeah. on her head yeah when nail. she was praying yeah he takes one of his long nails and he just scratches yeah a cross into her face just horrifying and he yeah. two in two he's like possessed by a boy it's not like the demon straight up and this one it's the demon pumpkin in from hell right well he's and, kind uh, of like there's there's like this you probably can explain it better but there's a connection between the person that yeah him and ed they have that connection but they really aren't super connected to the end in the in the second one he's full-on possessed by a boy that was killed in the second one this one for most of the movie it's a demon it's the demon and he's again he loves to torture more in this one he he loves to uh you know uh, scare him that's one of the scary things about Pumpkinhead is he's intelligent as well. He's not just a mindless beast. Yeah, that yeah. Or that you can run from. He's smarter than you. He, he He's smarter than you. He's stronger than you. He's faster than you. And he, he loves, he, he's a psychopath. He loves to mutilate. He loves to. Yeah, he definitely enjoys what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just terrifying, the, the, the concept right. of Pumpkinhead. I didn't really know what to make of the end. When she's yeah. burying pumpkin pumpkin head again, well, yeah, it's kind of you see the necklace that the little boy made for for Ed Harley, right? Uh, wrapped around the creature's neck, right? Yeah, it's just I don't know, maybe like a totem, maybe like that's saying they got Ed Harley's soul. That's him. Hmm. He's he he's trapped. He's in hell now. Yeah, you know he. This is what he gave up, and this is what he. This is what vengeance got him yeah. and, and the folly of it. It's just like, was it worth it? No, of course it's not. You're going to be burning in hell for eternity. Yeah. And, and all these people died. It wasn't even something you wanted. Yeah. Their souls are, are, are interlocked at this point. Right. Right. There's yeah. There's some type of avatar soul bonding going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I did enjoy very much how the old lady only called him Ed Harley. It was yeah. funny whenever Ed she Harley. Ed Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Say. 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 You'll die, Ed Harley. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking, Ed Harley. Go back to your little shop. Jerk off. Think about it. <laughs> Then come back and see me at hot. Yeah. Just go to the police. File a report. <laughs> That'll be good enough. At all. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. It was it was it was a solid movie, man. I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. So yeah, yeah. It's like I had to watch it. Does does it deserve its it's like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes? It's better than that. Come on, Gordon. I would say I think, it's, I'd say it's a little bit better than that. Sure. I'd say it's fresh. It's fresh. This movie will entertain you. It's not 
like in most of these old bad horror movies, there's such long stretches of boring crap that you could care less about. You know, ten minutes of a of a of a scene where they're all in a room just acting stupid or something like that. It moved pretty good, didn't it? I mean, there's not yeah, a whole I mean, lot was, of dead air. Well, like I said, one of my favorite things about it is it didn't overstay its welcome. It got yeah. to the point, did its thing, yeah. ran its course. That's my main gripe with all these old horror movies is they have scenes like that, and and, and a lot of them don't. I think this is one that doesn't. You know, it's it, it, at the end of the day, the what, what they're supposed to do is entertain you. Sure. And that's all. That's all I want. You know. Sure. And like I said, the story's pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Like I said, this concept of pumpkin head, you know, it comes from an old nursery rhyme, Gordon. Really? Yeah. Very eerie nursery rhyme. Put so in the pot. It, yeah. Is is that an actual like uh, urban legend? Yeah, it, I don't think it was like a creature like this, but you know, it does have a skeleton of what this is. You know. If you don't behave, this creature's coming after you. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. But yeah, check that out. Um, what would you give it out of 10, Gordon? Um, I'd give it a maybe somewhere between a five and a half and a six out of 10. That's fair. That's fair. Pretty solid for one of them old movies, right? Yeah. Good to watch around Halloween. I liked it more than Maleficent or Malignant. Oh, yeah, me too. By far. I'd watch this movie anytime before that. Yeah. There we are on that. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to do a game this week, Gordon, because you have a chance to redeem yourself after last week's nonsense. Okay. It's called Creature Kill Counts, Gordon. And there's a total of six questions I'm going to ask you. Okay. And if you get at least half of them right then you won't have to watch a terrible movie for next week's show. Next week's show, I wanted to do zombies. Gordon. Zombies, yep. Does that sound good? Works for me. So if you don't get a majority of these questions right. I have to watch World War Z. That would be a good one, but I don't think I'd go that <laughs> you know me. I, I want at least you to watch a movie like Pumpkin. I made Seth watch Phantasm too. Just good old horror movies that I don't think get their justice. Okay. Better than what the critics have just thrown them in the garbage for. This is this is garbage. This is trash. It's not to be watched. Leave it be. And I say, no, there is some merit to this. There's some merit here. It needs another, it needs its day. Okay. So, that's right. kind of how I felt about Pumpkinhead. So all right, let's do this. See how you do, Gordon. Let's do this. It's called, yeah, creatures and their kill counts. It's one to six. Okay. You just gotta get three questions right, Gordon. So I'm going to give you two creatures, right? Okay. And you got to tell me who's got the highest kill count. That's as simple as it is. Okay. Deal. The first two are Pumpkinhead. We know him. Or the Leprechaun. Hmm. And this counts all their franchises. So overall, who has the most kills? How many franchises do, or how many movies do each one have? I'm pretty sure Pumpkinhead has four movies. Okay. The Leprechaun has more, a lot more. I think it's like seven or eight even. Okay. He's got a lot more room to work. Sure. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Pumpkinhead though. 
I'm going to guess Pumpkinhead has the higher kill count. Unfortunately, Gordon, that's incorrect. It's the Leprechaun. Pumpkinhead, if it wasn't for that last movie he was in, he killed like, like out of the, the 42 kills Pumpkinhead has, about at least 20 of them was just in that one film. Maybe 22, 25 of them. But the Leprechaun has 45. So it was very close. Yeah. At the end of the day. You know, he's got a lot more movies, Gordon. That's what it came down to. Uh, okay. I figured it was a it was a red herring. Yep. You know me. You know I wanted to put Pumpkinhead in one where he'd win, but that's just not how it turned out. Fair enough. Okay, so you missed one, Gordon. All right. Still need three right answers. Okay, we got time. Okay, number two. The Gremlins or Graboids from Tremors. Who's got more kills? The Gremlins? Hmm. Fun holiday or the Graboids, the terror worms from all those movies you love. My instinct is telling me it's the Graboids from Tremors. And that's what you're going to go with? What I'm going with. Okay, the Gremlins have a total of, through their two movies, three kills. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot. So, yeah, the Graboids went by a lot. They had, like, 15 or something. I didn't count, like, you know, the ass blasters, and they change them, and they do a bunch of stuff. I didn't add them all up. So. All right. Yes, you, you got one right, Gordon. The Graboids win. 50% right now. Okay, now we're doing Alien versus Alien, Gordon. Okay. And I even combined it, too. You got the Aliens and the Predators, the Xenomorphs and the Predators on one side. Okay. All their kills and all their movies combined. Okay. Or the Critters. The Critters from the movie The Critters. One, two, three, and four. And they had like two shows. So all their kills combined. Or who's the most dominant alien race between the two? Or who's the most vicious murderous? (laughs) Hmm. The Xenomorph and the Predators or the Critters? See, I don't think that the Xenomorph and the Predator killed a whole lot. I don't, I don't think their body count is that high. Okay. Because a lot of their movies are based around isolation, so to speak. And Critters. I'm, I'm going to go with the Critters. You're going to go with the Critters, Gordon? Going with the Critters, yeah. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, one of his first movies was The Critters. Critters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Critters 3, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even, the, wasn't even the good one. It was yeah. one of the, the sucky ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I will tell you this, Gordon. The aliens and the Predators, of all their media combined, have killed 570 people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, maybe I was <laughs> totally off then. Maybe you were, Gordon. Or... Maybe through all of the Critters movies and TV shows, they've killed 1,066 people. Oh, shit. <laughs> Got it I don't right. know. There was a couple. There was like one movie. It was like 20 and then like 10 and then 560. And, then <laughs> and the show was like 360. So, yeah, you got it right, Gordon. It was the Critters of the more murderous race of the two. Nice. The funny little Gremlins ripoff actually pulled one off. So. So, yeah, so that's two right, Gordon. Two out of three, baby. You only need one more. All right. 
And the next one is Gordon. You got two creatures that decide to only come out once every 27 years or 23, whatever it is. You got it and the creeper. Mm. Who's got more kills their name? It or the creeper? We're going off the movies, right? Yep. Okay. Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Yep. They they stay dormant for so long, but when they come out, they're ready to play, Gordon. Right. Who's got more kills? It does not have. There's only two movies, three movies technically, but. Right, right. And the Creeper has at least three or four, right? At least. <laughs> it's hard to go by the marriage. I'm sure there's there there, there could be a lot of de- debate on these numbers, by the way, because they're. You know, it's not like there's a list out there that tells you exactly. There's a lot of conflicting things. People want to count this death. They don't want to count all these deaths. Huh. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the creeper. You're going to go with the creeper, Gordon. The creeper. Lock it in. I'll tell you this. The creeper had 20 deaths to his name through his films. It had 88. Ooh. Eighty-eight. Well, a lot of they, a lot of lists wanted to count all the deaths that he got for burning down the factory, and all the deaths in the newspapers that talk about him, that kind of thing. So, gotcha. That's where the <sighs> ball ended up landing. Damn. So, you still got two, Gordon. Yeah, we got two more there's questions. Still, there's still two questions left. So, stay solid. The next are going to be some pretty big players. We're talking, again, aliens, you could say, but more of the uh, viscous, disgusting kind. Okay. We're talking about the blob. And the other one you watched this week, Gordon, the thing. Hmm. John Carpenter's the thing, the thing from another world and the sequel. All their movies combined, or the Blob, Blob, nineteen fifty-eight, nineteen eighty-two, think came out. Sequel. Does the Thing have more than one movie? I know there's a remake of it, but you go with the original Thing, which I am counting. The Thing from Another World. Okay. There's, then there's the remake of that, John Carpenter's, nineteen. 19- 82, the thing, and then there was the prequel that came out. I'm also counting, came out in like 2010, the terrible one that I wouldn't recommend watching. So that's those three movies, and then two from The Blob. Hmm. Because think thing, it out, Gordon. Talk it know, out. The thing kills a lot of people that you actually don't even see, which I'm assuming they're counting, like this, this, uh, Norwegians and do dogs count? No. No dogs. Okay. Let's see how it is. <laughs> um, I, I have I, I know nothing about the blob. So I'm gonna go with the thing. The thing. Yep. Lock it in. Oh Gordon. Oh boy. 
The Thing had 20 as well, right along with The Creeper. The Blob? 80, Gordon. Fuck me. Hmm. You missed it again, man. I mean, The Blob goes through that town and just kills everybody. The Blob, yeah. 19, I, it's one that I haven't seen, but I've heard it's a really good one. And if I didn't have to spend so much money, I would have watched it by now. But it's always like 10 bucks on Voodoo, and I don't want to pay that much to see it. But I heard it's a really good 80s horror film that I'm going to have to check out. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. Um, and, of course, the thing is a masterpiece, masterclass in cinema. But then uh, you got one more, Gordon, and if you don't get this right, this mm-hmm. is the last question, and you got two. Mm-hmm. If you don't get this right, you're going to have to watch a bad movie. Are you ready, Big Dog? I think so, yeah. Okay. The first one is... Well, let me ask you this, Gordon. Have you ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? No. There's a plant that comes from outer space that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rick Moranis has. Okay. He uh, he finds out that it it likes to feed on blood, and it's his only friend, Gordon. It's his only friend. So he starts feeding it people by cutting them up with an axe. The plant's name is Audrey, too. Who's got more... Kills Audrey too or Jaws? Hmm. What do you think, Gordon? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> Jaws has got four movies. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and four. Little Shop of Horrors has only got one. Yeah. Rick Moranis. How many people? I mean, because Audrey too can't really kill. Right. People Rick Baranis has to kill, right? And you know, he's a little guy. Yeah, he is. He's a little fella. Man. <laughs> this is tough. This is a really tough one. <sighs> I'm going Jaws. I'm going Jaws. You're going to go with the safe one, Jaws. Yep. Now, Gordon, if I was counting. There is an alternate ending in Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. where Audrey, too, gets so big, he starts taking over the city, kills everyone. Okay. We're talking tens of thousands of people, but I didn't count that ending. All right. Because it's not canon. Okay. The real canon number is five. Five people. It's all Audrey, two kills. Okay. Did Jaws beat that number in four I movies? I don't know. I don't think so, but... It's tough to say. He did, Gordon. He did. With 20 kills, Jaws. (laughs) You pulled it off this week, Gordon. No cheating. Oh, thank God. So you don't have to watch a terrible zombie movie this week. But, you know, I mean, I really don't have a really good one picked out anyway. So uh, you kind of saved me on that one. Fair. (laughs) Like I said, you could just make me watch World War Z. Yeah. Watch Brad Um, drink Pepsi. So I guess with that, Gordon, we're on to The Thing. Movie you watched this week. Um, Your favorite horror movie of all time. It's up there. It it and The Shining are so close, it's hard to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. 
So, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's like I said, it's tough to choose between both of them. I'll say that The Shining probably nudges this one out a little bit. For most people, it does. It's, it's so brilliant. But I, I will say the thing is masterclass. It is, it is every bit as good as everybody has said. And this is the first time I've ever seen it. So, and it's John Carpenter's favorite film that he ever made in his whole I can career. See why. Yeah, I mean, I the the monster, the, all the things that they did in that film, I feel like are well beyond their time. Yeah. It really haven't even been done since. I mean, the atmosphere, the, the atmosphere, music. the the monster. Because I mean, it's all practically done. It looks so good, from what I could tell. Like I couldn't see that there was anything else done to this other yeah. than practical effects, which is incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's so because every single shot, Gordon, every single shot you see is a different gag, is a different uh, uh, style. You know, everything has to be done chopped up and put together to make this perfect scene of all this bizarre, insane stuff happening. And it just all comes together so well. So many talented people. Yeah. You know, the lighting, you know, the lighting was top drawer as well. Yeah. It's just, and that atmosphere where they're at board, they're in the middle of the most deserted place on the entire planet. Mm-hmm. There's nobody coming to help them. Right. Nobody's there to save. No way to get out. If you, again, even if you could get out, you're, you're surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of miles of Arctic wasteland that you would die in before you got an hour in. You know what I mean? There's nowhere right. to go. Right. And just that ominous feeling. And again, also combined with the paranoia that this thing that you've come into contact with, it can be any one of your friends. So you start I'm to complain. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's tired. Nobody knows what's going on. And death is around every corner. That's this movie, Gordon. Yeah. So. And I mean, you have Kurt Russell who had yeah. been the ultimate hunksicle back in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And he never really played a character like this. He wasn't over the top. He was, he was, uh, you know, he, he played it close to the chest and he, and he did it really reserved. Good. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a very reserved um, uh, acting portrayal for him. Um, yeah. uh, man, it, it was it was really good. It was very very good. Um, what did you think about the hat he wore? Best hat in a movie. Yes, easily. Right. I love that hat. Yeah, it was fantastic. Great, great hat. Yeah, uh, great hat. Great beard. Great sunglasses. Just the whole nine yards. You know, if if I was a uh, if I was a 20-year-old woman back in uh, the 80s, I'd be swooning. Yeah. I'd... That, that is something about this movie and something I also think at that time, 1982, everybody wanted some asshole with a mask and titties. And if it didn't have those two, wasn't it, you were bummed out. Yep. So, and, and that's something about this movie. It has neither, which is very, very rare at this time. Yep. You still see... Again, a masterclass of filmmaking. That's what you need. And it still got slaughtered in the reviews. Most of the reviews, trash. This is a gross-out, insane, vile, disgusting piece of trash. That's the reviews, if I had to sum them up, for 1982. So it wasn't really well-received until further down the road. 
Yeah. Well, it was Shining was the same thing. The Shining, it's terrible. It sucks. It's boring. Yeah. It's it's played out. It's just a it's just a ridiculous nonsense. You know, it's it showed right. how little visions and how little credence you should really give critics. I'll most- probably I'll go as far as saying that pretty much every Stanley Kubrick movie was not as well received until yeah times ahead of its time yeah yeah both of these films are yeah um and what do you think about wilford brimley who you know blair oh blair my character yeah because i told you to pick characters he was the first one to just like just go crazy he was just like all right yeah fuck this whatever yeah well he knew he saw he saw he he reads the reports well it's funny he had that the, the computer that was like generating all this stuff and it was just like reading everything out to him like yeah. like quite a program know. for 1982 yeah it was pretty advanced for a program yeah yeah, yeah. But, it was uh, yeah. i mean i was willing to let that go especially the same thing with like the cell um assimilation uh, thing yeah. that happening on his screen and all that it was like yeah, yeah. just just yeah that's yeah, whatever but sure yeah it's um, 1982 stuff come on come on yeah. folks yeah and then they lock him up and the point, the point is he knew that if this thing got out to the general public, it could be over for humanity. Yeah. So he goes crazy. I kill you. <laughs> you know, tries to take everybody out. Um, is a hero, in my opinion. You think He's so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else was he supposed to do? You know, what, what, what else would a rational man do? Everybody else thinks about their self. He was thinking about what's good for humanity, for us all to die in here now. That's the best thing that could happen. So, is that why you said that you were Blair? I was Blair. I was Blair. You were when you were Windows. Yeah. And Seth was Clark. I said Seth is Clark because Clark likes the dogs. I could definitely see Clark being Seth because he kind of looks like Seth a little bit. A little bit. Uh, bit. Yeah, he has his fondness for the dogs. So why, was I, why, why was I Windows for you? Um, Because he was cool. Just a cool cat? Yeah, he was cool, and he was laid back, and he's like, what the hell is going on? Always wearing <laughs> sunglasses inside. He rolled with it, and, and, and he didn't try to make any waves, and he was there, you know, and he was present. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was great watching him just getting eaten head first by the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Just when it... That 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 whole scene. Let let's do the dog scene, then we'll do that scene. Yeah, the dog there, comes in. I want to say, hold on. I want to say, there's one scene that I did want to talk about that I think was more frightening than probably was given credit. Okay. Um, and that was the scene when he's testing all the vials of blood, and right when he's testing, uh, what's the one guy's name that turns while he's in the on the couch? Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know, a uh, uh, pain park park. Something, something with a P. Yeah. Um, Olsen. Yeah. Like that. They're strapped in. On, they're strapped down on the couch. They tied them all up so that he could test everybody and see who's who. And uh, he figures out that that guy is the thing. And he starts transforming. But the other two guys are strapped down on the couch. Yeah. With him, and they, don't, they can't go anywhere. That's one of the best scenes in the movie. Going. Yeah. It's, it has to be terrifying to be yeah. strapped down right next to it and you can't do anything about it yeah and it's it's mutating and all the all the effects going on and it looks horrific yeah and just the and, and the, they do give you a subtle clue in that scene because they do a they do a profile shot of each of them mm-hmm. and they all have like a white underlining on their on their eyes and then when they show him 
There is none. It's just his eyes are just black. Really? So you go back and watch it. You can watch it with that knowledge. That was just a subtle hit to the audience that this is the guy that's off. Yeah. Well, he also and- did like a couple like weird like shrugs or whatever that kind of like led me to believe that he's probably the thing. Yeah. There was some some subtle nonverbal cues that he made that they kind of threw yeah. threw me to believe that he was going to be it. And just how that scene plays out, it, it gets you to a point because, you know, you're expecting it for a while for something to pop out of that vow. Definitely. As, as he's testing each one. And then they subvert your expectations to where you forget about it. And then all of a sudden it happens. Right. And, and you see that fake shot because it's a fake hand that he's holding up the vial with. That's not Kurt Russell's hand. Right, and right. He's yeah, through it, right? Yeah, so, and, and they show that fake hand a couple times. So, un, subconsciously to the audience, they've seen that and they're familiar with that. You know, even though it's a prosthetic. Yeah. So, you, your mind doesn't pick up on it as it should. And that's, that's a lot of what sums up this movie. A lot of how it is. Yeah, subverting so. your expectations. Yeah, uh, kind of playing with you a little bit, kind of like yeah. the way that they're being toyed with to a certain extent. Um, yeah. yeah, that's I think that's part of the brilliance of this film. Yeah, um, just kind of toying with you a little bit. I do wish if I had to give this film one criticism, I do wish that they would have played with the tension a little bit more, just a little, a little more, bit. just a little more, just a little more tension in some of those scenes there could have played it really, really well. Um, but I really don't have anything bad to say about this movie. I really don't. Well, it was fun. Did uh, did you watch it with Shelby? No, she she refused to watch either of those. You won't watch it. No, she wouldn't. So she hates horror <laughs> films. Yeah, this probably wouldn't be a good one for her then. So, but you wanted to talk about the dog scene first. Dog scene, yeah, just yeah. where it's it comes in and it just sets down. Look, I mean, the dog deserves an award. I've seen right actor actors act worse than this dog mm-hmm. worst performances in movies yeah. the dog comes in it sits down and then you you see all the dogs they don't know what to make of it exactly but they don't know yet and mm-hmm. it just to show you how good the thing is at hide like i said even all these dogs that have all these extra senses that they they feel it's off but they don't know yet mm-hmm. until it really starts to change mm-hmm. then you see the goo and the vi- and, and 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 just the disgusting I mean, I mean, all these effects and all these shots oh, yeah. and the face peels back and then yeah. the skull falls out and yeah. then all this crazy stuff starts popping out. Yeah. And you see yeah. that big old thing come out, Gordon. You remember that big old mouth like that came out and there's a bunch of teeth on it. Yeah. That was actually like a bunch of dog tongues in a circle with teeth on them. Just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it's very grotesque. Um, yeah. And it all looked pretty good. It looked great. I mean, think if they had done that in CGI, how less of a market would have left on anyone. And they do. And the new one, you just you don't buy it. You know, they don't do effects like that nowadays. And, and stuff doesn't have lasting effects like that. You don't remember it. You don't care. Yeah. I think CGI is just now getting to a point where it is pretty believable. But just now, when the the thing the remake was made back in the 2010, 2010 or so, yeah, that was not a good time for CGI. And you know they did want to do practical effects on that film, and they had a lot of them shot, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And you look at some of the 
pre-production photos, a lot of it actually does look pretty good. And that was the vision the director had. And the studio, a uh, big, big dog at the studio came up and said, well, this just seems, you know, it doesn't really seem like it, it's with today's audience. Can we go back and redo the whole movie, but with CGI? So <laughs> that's what ended up happening there. Yeah, that sucks because it, it probably could have completely changed. It would have turned and out. It might not be looked at as the horrible, you know, sequel that it is. Well, it's that actually a prequel. child. Yeah, right. Do you, right. Do you know about? Yeah, the, it's a whole prequel. It's what happens with the Norwegians that you don't get to see. That's the whole movie. Is Adrian Brody in that film? I don't think so. I think it's that one girl. I don't think he's in it. It's just the the one girl. I forget her name. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's pretty popular. Uh, other than that, uh, the uh, Tormund from Game of Thrones is in it. I know that. That's a fun one. I, I don't know if this before Game of Thrones or not. I think it is, actually. But other than that, the rest of them are just no names. Yeah, so uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Winstead. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's her. Um, she, and then had, She's in a bunch of stuff. Joel Edgerton's in it. Oh, yeah, that, that's before he was anybody. Eric Christian Olsen, who's mainly a TV actor. Is and, he the uh, redheaded guy? He he's the guy that has like the yeah he has like the kind of he he kind of has like a uh, Kurt Russell look to him a little bit. He's he's the one I think that played like a Viking in Game of Thrones. Yeah, and then there's a uh, there's a uh, Ulrich Thompson in it, which he's a he's a pretty awesome actor. Yeah. So he's actually I think he's actually no he's Danish but close enough. Close enough. Right. Passes as Norwegian. But yeah, well, we don't want to talk too much about that one. It's terrible. Forget that. Don't watch that. Watch the thing. I was made in 2011, by the way. 2011. Okay. Yeah, I was pretty close. Um, what about when they go to check on Wilford Brimley, and he's like, "I'm okay. Just let me back in. I'm not gonna hurt anybody." Right. And in the foreground, he's just put this noose there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whatever it was happening before, it's fine now. Just yeah. let I'm me on gonna, out. I'm not going to hurt anybody. And it's just like a very subtle hint. Yeah, nobody that, was buying it. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell just like, oh, 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 okay, yeah, I'm shutting this now. This guy's definitely the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Somebody obviously got to him because, again, the thing likes to attack you when you're alone. And everybody in the camp knew he was alone. So at some point, it did get him. I don't know when. It's a sad thing. How did he build that tunnel and also build that spaceship? How long, how much time had passed between putting him in there and then him being escaping, basically? He used a lot of the components from the wrecked helicopter that blew up with the Norwegians, and he made a tiny spaceship. And it it had only been hours, Lord, I think. Yeah, I don't know what properties this thing has, but it's pretty incredible for a thing that takes like 20 minutes to change, just change forms. Yeah, this amorphous creature. It's mysterious. It's all Mm -hmm. mysterious. And that's something good as a writer you can do because you can do so much when so little is known. Yeah, really let your imagination do whatever you want. I like the part where they the, the first guy that was 
taken uh, while he was in the room with the dead body. Um, Windows comes in and, and he's like, he sees him <laughs> he right, sees getting him, absorbed man. by the creature, by the thing. And then, uh, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they see him run out and then they see him just like laying there on the ground. And he hasn't like he's almost he's like ninety nine percent transformed yeah. except for his hands. Yeah. And they just like look at him. Kurt Russell immediately pushes the barrel down to spill the oil on him. And then yeah. he just looks up at him and he just. Yeah, makes that guttural. <laughs> Does this crazy weird. like screech? Yeah, it was a pretty cool part. I like that because they caught him right before it, and you're like, "Oh shit, they got him!" Like, yeah, and you can see what what could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty pretty wild stuff. But, um, that was. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great scenes, a lot of tension, a lot of who's this and who's that, and what do you think about the climax, Gordon? Climax being what what now? Kurt Russell finally blows the thing up. Ah. And now all of a sudden you got Kurt Russell. He figures he's probably just going to freeze in the snow. And then all of a sudden, you know, the other guy comes up. Uh, my Clark David, something something like that. Clark David. Yeah. 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 Um, something like that. Yeah. And uh, what was his name in the movie? Was it? It was like. It was uh, Childs. Childs, yeah. Yeah. Childs. Um, and then they're both uh they're at the end. Mm-hmm. And it kind of leaves it opened. Mm-hmm. The paranoia continues. Yeah. Was child where was Childs? Was he off? Was he did he get lost in the storm? Or was he the thing, Gordon? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Kurt Russell is basically just like, I guess we're gonna wait this out and see what happens. Yeah. Decide to sit there in the snow and just get drunk. Because we're not going to make it. Yeah. Well, maybe we shouldn't. I choose to believe Childs was not. Not the thing. There's a lot of theories on this. You know, uh, in the new one, they uh, they came up with the, the, the new bit of stuff that it can't replicate like earrings and non-inorganic material, right? Okay. And then they go back to the original and they say Childs has his earring in. So he's not the thing. That would but make sense. It would, but it's unnecessary because John Carpenter said he wanted to leave it ambiguous on purpose because that's the point of the film. Right. Just leave that paranoia. You don't know exactly. And there's no way you could know. And that's right. the horrifying part about it. So that's all nonsense. It does, doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, the, the, the piece of the story. You know what I mean? I will say probably my favorite part of the entire film is when he is using the defibrillator on that yes. guy That's and the, the stomach idea. just opens up and just chops his arms off. Yeah. It's quick. You're not expecting it. It's, it, it looks great. Yeah. You know, it, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, again, again, there's like a shot. It's like two frames. Yeah. Like a second. Where he's like he's he, he's holding up, 
his like chopped off arms and they, they got a guy who doesn't have arms and put, you know, the face mask of, uh, of the actor on the actor with no arms. So they right. can get that two, again, two frames of a shot. I will say it was ridiculous that he was trying to defibrillate his stomach, but right. very much. I was very willing to overlook that because it was uh-huh. such an awesome part. Wasn't a great and doctor. Then, and then the fine. head, comes off and the then head part yes turns into a little head spider and then which, scurries out of the room which is so good yeah. it's so good good it was pretty good yeah <laughs> it was like what is that thing that was pretty crazy and so, they see it and they have a very uh, a good reaction that you're expecting yeah so yeah but yeah, yeah this, i mean this is that, top, that, this is top yeah. drawer stuff i i absolutely loved this movie um i figured that i probably would um, but it, it, it was very effective at what it did. It did everything right. I really don't have any qualms. Everything that I said negative about this film was just tiny little it's nitpicks, not- just little bitty nitpicks, just to say something bad, yeah. <laughs> ultimately on a, an otherwise amazing film. And it's probably something we're not going to see again. No. I mean, movies, the shining and the thing. I don't think anybody could ever get to that level again. Yeah, that's Howard. a nine, nine and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's uncatchable as one of the best. Definitely see it if you haven't, folks. Again, I hyped you up, Big Gordon. I told you this is one of the best of all time. You did, yeah. Plain and simple, yeah. And it lived up to it for you. It did. And you can't you can't do better than that. So. Check out the thing, folks. Like I said, I know next week we want to do zombies. Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, The Walking Dead, The Dead are coming to this pod. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead, yeah. Uh, The Evil Dead series and uh, Phantasm will be included in that. Undead stuff. You know, Gordon. Yeah. Maybe Seth will be back. Maybe he won't. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. I think my reaction will be the same either way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, wasn't that something screen fiends? The giant claws, the teeth dripping with blood. That's what this genre is all about. Rick Baker and Clyde Barker's most horrific nightmares brought to life. Stories centering around the most horrifying creatures the human mind can produce. Might make you think twice before venturing into the woods alone. You know, what's that hiding behind that tree? Is it pumpkin head? Is it the thing? Is it Seth with a throbbing erection? Mm. Probably too dark to tell. But uh, stay safe, Screen Fiends, and meet us back here next week on the Screen Kings pod. Go ahead and take us out. No, I know that I can't make you stay, but where's your heart? But where's your heart? But where's your... I know there's nothing I can...